everybody, and welcome to Coach's Corner. I am thrilled to have back a long-term healer and mentor and friend of mine, Erica Alora, is back on the show. She is an intuitive healer and channel. She's deeply passionate about holding the space and sifting through the elements that people reject, repress, or fear about ourselves. And she helps transmute negative emotion into peace, understanding, and ultimately acceptance. Basically, she can get in there energetically and psychically, clear a lot of subconscious beliefs, clear generational patterns, and help us get unstuck. We talk more about all that in the interview that we have. And at the end, she gives all of us a free clearing. She taps into the collective consciousness of this audience and gives a really great clearing. So you're not going to want to miss that. And we talk a little bit about what's in store for this upcoming year. If you want to learn more about Erica or the upcoming abundance retreat that she has, just go to her website, E-R-I-K-A-A-L-A-U-R-A.com. And I'd like to thank my sponsor for the show, which is Organifi, my favorite place to get all kinds of yummy, nutritious things. Today, I want to talk to you about their Organifi Gold. This is an alternative to melatonin. Maybe some of you take melatonin to relax, to go to sleep, which is great. But how about something that's super delicious? Organifi Gold is this awesome turmeric powder mixed with all kinds of other yummy stuff, different mushrooms and adaptogens and all kinds of yummy stuff that you can put in your almond milk, your coconut milk, your regular milk, whatever, heat it up and just savor it. It's so, so yummy and it really can help you with sleep struggles. It's a great melatonin alternative. Melatonin has a half-life, so for some of us, it can leave us feeling a little groggy the next day. So instead, if you're looking for something to just relax you, help you with sleep, help a little inflammation, and that just tastes really, really good, go to Organifi.com slash over it, get your turmeric gold. Well, they don't call it turmeric gold. They call it just gold. (laughs) I call it turmeric gold because it has so much yummy turmeric in it. And add it to your cart and you get 20% off as my listener using the promo code over it. And now on to my conversation with Erica. Erica, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be back. Oh, I'm thrilled for you to be back. I love sharing you with my community because you are someone that has been in my life, I think t- over a decade. Yeah, yeah, over a decade. And you have helped me with so much and your depth of compassion and wisdom and infinite patience and intuition and <laughs> is over the years has just meant so much to me. And I love too that you keep growing, you keep up leveling, you know, every time we talk and every time, you know, I have you on the show, it's, there's new things that you're uncovering and you're just one of the, the people that, that walks the talk. So I just so appreciate you. Oh, thank you. That's an amazing compliment. Thank you so much. It's the truth. It's a compliment, but it's also the truth. And, you know, I like to surround myself with people who are, are living the work and are also real. Like what, and I'm going to get to, I talked a little in the intro about what you do, and I'm going to have you talk a little bit more about it. But I love it when, quote unquote, spiritual, intuitive people are also just real people <laughs> and human and aren't like on this, yeah, yeah on, on this like, oh, I'm so namaste that I don't even have, I don't even poop. I'm so spiritual. You know, that doesn't really <laughs> jive with me. You know, you have a baby. You just talk about poop all the time. I don't know why. <laughs> 
It's just so, it's just the thing that just naturally comes out of my mouth. I think this is the second episode I've mentioned it in a row. So my audience is probably laughing. Anyway, I digress. Let's get to something serious. So you've been on the show before, as we've talked about, and I'd love for people that may not have heard you last year, whenever it was, time is totally an illusion to me at this point, but I'd love for you to share a little bit about what you do because you're going to, the audience is going to experience a clearing from you at at the end of, of the episode after we chat for a bit. But before they do, I'd love for you to explain a little bit about what you do. Absolutely. So I'm an intuitive healer. That's the label that I use. And what that really means is that I use my intuitive or psychic ability in order to create healing in partnership with my clients. So I work with Um, clearing the soul records. And I work with subconscious mind. I work with helping people to locate, figure out what their subconscious mind is believing about anything in their life and looking at what's limiting, what's not supporting them, what's not helping them and changing it so that we're rewiring their mind and we are rewiring their energy. So they're really a match to receiving what they want, to embodying who they really are, to feeling and being the most authentic version of themselves in their lives. And of course, that's a journey. And so often people will think, I want to book in a session with you because I want to get this issue in my life solved. Let's just get it done. And there's a perception that, you know, healing can be a one and done. But what I have found is that partnering with someone and working with them over three, six, you know, one year, even a few years, even a decade (laughs) is some of the most satisfying, empowering, transformative work that I've experienced. And it's just so fulfilling. I absolutely love it and could not imagine doing anything else. I couldn't imagine you doing anything else. You're so amazing at what you do. Um, I'd love to define a couple things for people. So subconscious mind, it's, it's a word that gets thrown around a lot. And I think we, we assume we understand that and we know what it means, but will you explain actually what our subconscious mind is and how much of our behavior it actually governs? Absolutely. So when somebody sits down and tells me, Erica, this is what I believe. This is what I want. That is really coming from their conscious mind. It's the part of your mind that has the ability to discern what is helpful and what is limiting, what's supportive and what maybe you need to change or let go of. Scientists believe that that part of our mind is really about 5%, although some believe it's actually a bit less. And our subconscious is the part of our mind that really is the most open and the most sponge-like when we're in our first seven years of life. It's where we take in all of this data constantly And we form perceptions or beliefs that may not always be helpful. However, everything that your subconscious believes is really there because there's a perception that these beliefs, these perceptions, these judgments are actually serving you, are actually helpful. And 
90% of what you attract into your life is really coming from the subconscious. And it's so fascinating because when we get into the nuances of the subconscious, there's a huge percentage of beliefs that you're holding in your subconscious that really come from your family or even your ancestors, just like you've inherited your hair color, your eye color, you can inherit deep subconscious beliefs that come from your family. And I'll give you a quick example. So I was working with a client last week and she was talking about really wanting to manifest a compatible soulmate, somebody who is you know, monogamous, who's loyal, who has their money thing together, just a very logical things. And what she has experienced in her life has always been hardship around this area of romantic relationships, suffering, struggling, feeling like it's close but no cigar when it comes to partners. And what we did was I taught her how to do a standing muscle test so we could figure out what her subconscious believes. And what came up was the subconscious believed that in order to manifest a compatible soulmate, she had to go through a lot of suffering and struggling and hardship. That was actually the belief. In order to have a soulmate, I have to struggle. I have to suffer. I have to experience a lot of discord because the deeper belief was that she had to earn love. Now, when we tested, I have to earn love, her body went backwards, she got a no. But when we tested, my ancestors believe they have to earn love. My ancestors believe they have to struggle in the area of ro romantic relationship. It was a yes. And so mm -hmm. what that means is that she's holding dual beliefs and her experiences were much more in alignment with what her subconscious believed coming from the ancestral lineage than what her conscious mind was telling me. Mm. So it's always really interesting if you feel really strongly about something, but what you have experienced in the past seems completely opposite to what you say you want, you most definitely are gonna have some subconscious beliefs that are in opposition to what your conscious mind believes and wants. Yeah, that's never happened to me, I've never. <laughs> What I the time I, you know, I am always trying to locate beliefs in my own subconscious. I'm always working on this myself because we can always improve different areas of our life. And when I notice that I'm struggling with something or something is just it feels like I'm pulling teeth with something, I will always check my beliefs around it. Mm. I'll always find some things to be tweaked. And often I will find that because I've done so much work, the area that I'm looking at, there's a turnaround very quickly, mm -hmm. which is very cool experience. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, possible. I'm going to bookmark what you talked about in terms of generational lineage and beliefs we took on, because that's, that's juicy. And I want to come back to that. But the other thing that you said was clearing things from the subconscious mind and soul records. What do you mean by soul records? So soul records is really another term for Akashic records. And most people I think have heard that term, but Akashic records are soul records. The idea of that is that there's an, a, a place that healers can tap into 
And when people channel it or when they visualize it, what it would look like is if we were walking into a master library and we found a book, a huge book called Christine Hassler, and we pulled the book down and the idea would be that that book or that record has every experience that your soul has ever had. Every lifetime is documented there. All of the emotions from those experiences are all there. And when I go in and I tap into the soul records, we're looking at any sort of negative association that your being has held on any person or experience or situation or area of life. And typically what we're really looking for are unresolved negative emotional experiences that on some level you're still holding on to which still create a point of attraction for you. So if we take this area of love, because we used that in the previous example, if I go in and I look into somebody's soul records and we say, okay, what is their positive on this idea or concept of marriage? Sometimes for some people who say they want to be married or say they want to be in a relationship, they will have a zero positive energy toward marriage and negative is over 100. Mm. And sometimes that is all coming from past life experiences where maybe they perceived that to be married was a lesser thing, that maybe just living a more spiritual or exalted life in a spiritual community was a much higher calling for them in previous lifetimes than being married and having kids, for example. And so over the course of lifetimes, they developed this negative association with marriage that is still with them to this day. And so what we do is we go in and we clean up the unresolved emotional energies from those past lifetimes so that it's like a fresh, clean slate. And as you can imagine, doing both the Akashic Record and the subconscious belief work is like a little rocket ship to get you to where you really want to be. So when you say you go in and clear them, how do you do that? So what I do is for the Akashic Record clearing, I use a pendulum and a series of charts. It's a modality called spiritual response therapy. And it it's like a system of research. It allows me to go in and find out who the person was, what is it that was activated for them in that lifetime? Is it a mental thing? Is it emotional? Is it a physical issue? How is it serving them? What needs to be resolved? What are these lifetimes or these energies actually blocking in their life? And what happens is when you go in and you do the clearing work, the soul has the opportunity to say, oh, I see. I got it. I see what happened. I see what I was holding. Yep, I'm done. I can release it. And it just clears really easily. It's like a rapid re-education of the soul. When we do the subconscious belief work, that's a type of, of meditation technique where I'm connecting in in a theta brainwave and I am doing basically a witness on a quantum level of those beliefs, those limiting beliefs changing and new positive, more supportive beliefs being downloaded to the person. 
And then of course, once I'm done that witness, I will have the person stand up and recheck the beliefs to make sure that everything shifted so mm. that we have a conversation. Mm. I love that. It's, it's pretty ex- amazing to experience. You know, I've, like I said, it's, I've seen so many things shift for me over the course of working with you. It's, it's pretty cool. And I love to talk a little bit before we get to the generational stuff about the whole quick, quick fixes. Like, wouldn't it be nice if someone could call you and, you know, their deepest trauma or the biggest problem in their life, it's like one session and it's cleared and they don't have to do any work. They never have to do therapy. They never have to like do anything somatically, anything. So I'm just curious what you feel is like the balance between needing to go and do our emotional release work or do our somatic work or do our trauma-based work, our therapy and everything versus when we can have a session with someone like you and it can just be cleared. Do we need both? Can we have just one? Is it different for everyone? Well, I like to think about it as access points. So of course there's benefit all around and certainly the work that I do with clients is always really helpful when they're also working with a therapist. And I have had many uh, psychotherapists, uh, counselors, therapists refer clients to me, especially when they hit a stuck point, when they feel like they're not getting a breakthrough and we're able to go in and shift things so that they do have a, a deeper breakthrough. I feel like it all works beautifully. However, it always depends on the person. There are some people who really want to unpack things more slowly, who really want to go through uh, the emotional grieving, who want to go through a deeper process, who really want to have that experience. And then there are some people that I work with who have already been working with a therapist for five, six, eight years, and they feel like, I get it. I understand what happened to me. I have done a lot of the emotional work, but I'm not getting the types of results now that I want to get. And I feel like there's a blind spot. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the work that I do is really, that's what it feels like to me. It's accessing some blind spots that maybe you wouldn't be able to get to working with the conscious mind because a lot of therapy is really accessing the wounds and the issues through the conscious mind versus the subconscious. So I feel like if you're working with me and you're working with other allied professionals, it's going to be a very deep, thorough, well-rounded healing. I agree. And there are certainly people who I've worked with that in one session, they have had massive shifts and changes. It's just that sometimes people are really focused on making up for lost ground or they feel like they've been stuck for so long. They want it like full throttle. They really want to partner with me because they want more rapid transformation in their life. There's no right or wrong. It's whatever feels good to each individual. Yeah. I feel like the combination is really, really helpful. And I, I feel at least for me doing my, you know, doing the therapy, doing the trauma work, doing the, especially the inner child work, um, was all really important because understanding the puzzle pieces, um, it helped me be able to come to you and say, Hey, this is what I need to shift. Cause I think sometimes we need that, that awareness to be able to even know what needs to happen. 
Um, so I think the combination is really helpful. And that's why we live in an interdependent universe. We're not the only person on the planet and we have many different modalities and people that can support us in our journey. And what I really love about your work, Erica, is you know, you're not like waving a magic wand. You come in, you do your work and you really empower us to be an active part of it, right? And and to take our own, not just our life into our hands, but our own consciousness into, into our hands. And it's very empowering. It's super empowering work. So let's, let's shift for a moment to clearing generational beliefs, because this is a big one. I think there's a lot of beliefs that especially on a subconscious level that we are carrying around, whether it be in regards to money or love or health or whatever, that are just from our lineage that weren't even ours. Can you talk a little bit about that? Oh my gosh, this is such a fascinating area. It's an area that I have been working with more and more because I've had so many long-term clients. And once you do enough soul record clearing and you do, you know, you start to really get into the subconscious belief work, you start to realize as a practitioner how much stuff is really coming from the ancestors. So if we think about our ancestors, we know just from looking back at history, they went through a lot of hardship. They went through a lot of struggle they survived. You are proof. You are sitting there right now listening to this podcast as proof that your ancestors were able to survive. It's huge. It's amazing. However, we have a lot of lineage beliefs that we have inherited from our ancestors. And often what I have found is that they're very they tend to be very struggle or suffering oriented. And if we look at the history of the planet, we really put people who have struggled and suffered on a pedestal. Mm. And, you know, there's a reason that we do that, right? I mean, they, they have probably gone through incredible odds. They survived incredibly harsh situations. We, most of us have ancestors who have moved from one country to another, they reinvented themselves. They were able to acclimate. There's there's so many gifts that we've inherited from our ancestors, but we've also inherited a lot of limiting beliefs around suffering and struggling and unworthiness. And what we may believe unbeknownst to us that we have to experience in life. Even things like I'm not allowed to have more money than I need. That's a very common one. A lot of times the ancestors talk about interdependence, right? Had to be able to depend on those around them, could not function or could not thrive in isolation. And if they made more money or if they had more than those around them, there could be a situation where people would be jealous. They might feel... Um, cast out, separated from others. People might want not want to do business with them. There could be jealousy. There could be envy. And even those types of fears we have inherited on that lineage level of our being and can really block or determine actions that we take or do not take in our life. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I find interesting is 
it's like the, the generational patterns that we know that we're aware of. And then there's the ones that like are kind of are completely invisible to us. Like we don't even, we wouldn't even think that was a lineage thing. Or we might not have even known. Is it possible that we don't even know the family members who we are getting it from? Like it might not be our parents, but we might, have, it just might be in the line. 100%. Mm. 100%. However, what I found is that when we locate and bring up some of these beliefs, you'll still see remnants of that through your family members. Mm. A biggie for a lot of people that I work with, because I, I get the opportunity to work with a lot of healers, this thing around being seen is a biggie. And when we talk about this idea of lineage, but also this idea of, you know, having like a one and done session, this thing about being seen, being acknowledged for your gifts and talents is a biggie for people, particularly healers or anybody involved in I, even yoga, teaching yoga, any type of personal growth work, because often there will be a perception on a lineage level that if you're seen, if you're attracting too much attention, you're an ego, you're greedy, you're trying to look better than others. And then it goes back to that survival belief that we just talked about where people will shun us. They won't have, want to have anything to do with us. There can be many legs on the table of a belief. Another belief around staying hidden is, you know, the fear of triggering other people, the fear that if you're seen for your gifts and talents, a big lineage belief is that you'll be killed, you'll be harmed, people won't understand what you're doing. A lot of that, even though it can make sense on a conscious level, a lot of those deeper fears and anxieties really come from a lineage level. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes it makes so much sense. I just remember before I gave birth, and I really wanted to have a home birth, there was so much we had to clear lineage-wise yeah. on birth. <laughs> then, and I don't know that I would have been able to um, birth at home if we hadn't, you know, because yeah. those beliefs can be super, super powerful, super powerful. They can. they can also, just one more quick note about that. The other thing about those beliefs is that when they get activated, for example, if you have a fear being seen, and you go to do something that your subconscious mind perceives will make you more visible, you can manifest a lot of symptoms like feeling unwell, feeling nauseated, and think that it's your intuition telling you that you shouldn't do something, when in actuality, it's the subconscious mind trying to block you or prevent you from doing that thing so that you stay safe. Okay, that's a huge topic because I think discerning what our intuition is, is uh, some, a lot, something a lot of us have questions about. So how do we know the difference between what we think is our intuition and what actually is a bunch of programming beliefs, subconscious stuff, generational stuff we're carrying? How can we tell the difference? So one of the ways you can tell is if you notice a pattern. So if you notice that every time you try to do something where you're going to be more visible or whatever, whatever the areas that we're talking about, uh, could be weight loss where whenever it, it like you start to get down to that goal weight and all of a sudden you're you just you sabotage yourself or you go right back to the old weight 
there can be a belief there that it's not safe for you, that you're not allowed, that you're not permitted, that something bad is going to happen. So typically what I tell my clients is, or new clients, look at the your history, look at your patterns. When you try to do something, when you try to get a breakthrough in this area, what keeps happening? And you'll notice that it's not just this isolated incident of, no, I had an intuition that this wasn't a good situation. You can look back and see, oh, every time I try to step out of this pattern, I get sick or something, you know, something that I perceive is bad happens or something comes in and seems to block me. It will usually be, be because the subconscious believes that whatever that action is that you're trying to take, it's not really safe. So what I do with my clients is I really teach everyone, especially now, um, how to test, how to do their own muscle tests so that they have this tool that they can use to discern whether or not it's safe, I'm allowed, it's easy. When we test things like I'm allowed, I'm allowed to be my goal weight, I'm allowed to be in a happy marriage, I'm allowed to be wealthy. When you get a no, allowed is usually related to the ancestral lineage. Mm. Mm. It's all so fascinating. It's so fascinating. And when we clear our ancestral lineage behind us, are we clearing it for our children too? Absolutely. So common perception is that it's seven generations back, seven generations forward. Sometimes I wonder about that just as a healer. However, what I've noticed is that when I work on the lineage level with clients, they will tell me that their adult brother, sister, their mom, their grandparents, people in their family start to shift. And they have no idea that we've been doing this healing work together, but mm. they'll see a shift in their family members, which is so exciting. They'll see a shift in their children. It's just a huge, amazing gift to give, not just to yourself, but your family. So it absolutely yeah. has an impact on everyone. I'd love to, and I know this may be hard questions to answer, but you know, with so some of the biggest categories that people call in are money, health and relationships. Are there themes that you see with people that just, no matter what, can't seem to break through the money barrier, can't seem to break Absolutely. through the health barrier, can't seem to break through, I just said my mic, let me say that again, can't seem to break through the relationship barrier. Are there common themes for each of those categories? Absolutely. So with money, a lot of times it will be exactly what I described earlier, lineage beliefs that if I have too much, quote unquote, whatever that is, right? Too much, if I have more than others, uh, I'll be hated. People will be jealous of me. Mm -hmm. uh, my family members will want to take it. I won't be able to manage it. I will lose it all. And then I'll be worse off because I will have had the experience of having it. And then if I lose it, it'll be more painful than if I never had it. Mm -hmm. A lot of those are lineage beliefs. Um, these are things that you wouldn't necessarily know were there unless you are muscle testing to find out. Um, love stuff. Oh my goodness. Love stuff. A, a lot of hardship beliefs around love. It has to be difficult. It's practically impossible. Um, this idea that in order to be matched with the right person or to, to receive the right person, 
I have to go out there like with my machete and cut through <laughs> the dense forest of dating and try to find the right person. If you believe that you have to try, you have to find the right person, that is just an overwhelming, insurmountable feeling. What we want to change that to is that you're a magnet to receive your most compatible partner, that the universe, the divine, the world, life is orchestrating everything in order to bring you in alignment, into alignment with meeting that person, and that your job is really to just work on being the best version of yourself and the best version of yourself is also you loving yourself. <laughs> so we take a lot of the stress and the overwhelm and the anxiety out of it. when We start to jump into those beliefs. What was the other one that you mentioned? I said money, health, and relationship. Yeah. Health. Oh my goodness. Health is a good one. So a lot of times with health, there can be perceptions around suffering or struggling in a body a belief that being in a body is a punishment, that if you're in a physical body, it must be that you did something to really make God angry and that you were sent here as a punishment in order to suffer, in order to try to be perfect again. That's a biggie with people on a subconscious level. Um, another issue with health is I need health challenges in order to learn and grow. That's another biggie. Mm -hmm, another mm -hmm. biggie with health is I need health challenges in order to stay hidden so I stay safe. Yeah. That's another biggie. I think that was a biggie for me personally. Yeah. I had a lot of health challenges early on in life, um, a lot of issues with weight. I mean, I tell people when we're testing, never worry about testing something that you feel like is negative because I've probably already had it and cleared <laughs> it. It looks much better on the other side. So we really want to find these limiting beliefs or perceptions because once we do, we're rewiring your mind and we're breaking these patterns. And what happens is your conscious and your subconscious and your soul are all in alignment and on the same page and life just feels so much easier. Yeah, it really, really does. It's really frustrating when your conscious mind and your subconscious mind are not on the same page because you are doing everything you can. It's like riding a bike with no chain on it. You're just pedaling, pedaling, it's pedaling away and you're not getting anywhere and you're working so hard, so hard just impossible and frustrating. I think that your analogy was perfect. I like to think of it as like, you're trying to hold a beach ball underwater with your knees. Like you can only do it for so long. Eventually that thing is popping back up. So it's so challenging. You just can, you can't override the subconscious. It's too big a part of your mind. And again, it all goes back to these limiting or unhelpful beliefs. Your subconscious believes that they're there because they're protecting you. They're keeping you safe. They're keeping you alive. Even if it doesn't make any sense, you just have to remember that the subconscious mind doesn't have the ability to be logical. It just is. So when we change that and you're in alignment with your own goals and what you really want, that's when real magic happens. Yeah. Yeah. And relief, <laughs> relief. It's like, oh, I have a chain on my bike. I'm finally getting somewhere. I'm yes. not just pedaling around. Yeah. Absolutely. Which is why your work is so, is so helpful. Cause I know there's been times when I've just been like, okay, I have tried everything and this is just not, 
releasing and we find something and it's like, oh, thank God. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I also wanted to ask you, after you clear something, can it come back? Like, what do we have to do to keep the clearing? It's a great question. So when I'm, I'm working with somebody and we have cleared a belief, for example, and three months later, four months later, we test it again and it's back. All it means is that there's another reason why the subconscious mind believes it needs to be there. So again, it's sort of like different legs on a table. There can be another reason that was previously hidden because we cleared the previous reason, mm-hmm. but there was maybe something deeper. The exact same thing won't rebuild when you get to the root, but you can have the subconscious can can have another reason why maybe it believes it's not safe for you to have more money than you need or not safe for you to find your most compatible partner. So in that case, we just figure out, okay, what's the reason? How is that serving you? We just want to find the deepest, most rooted in their belief so that we can change it. And then once that happens, again, it flips and the person feels lighter there's a tremendous relief and they will usually start to see out, outside manifestation, external manifestation in their life. Mm. This is hard because I'm about to put you on the spot, but what has been like the most mind-blowing, quickest change you've seen in, in someone's life where it was just like something just blew you away in terms of what happened after you cleared something? I will give you an example. Um, Oh my gosh, there's so many examples. Let me give you one. I'll give you one from my own life. So I had a situation where I had an accountant who was doing my taxes, who did not file my taxes for about four years. And all of the- Great accountant. It was was great. Let me tell you. (laughs) Um, this account was working with my family. So it was working myself, my brother, and all of the communication between um, the IRS uh, and the accountant went right to the accountant. I didn't get any of the information. I thought everything was great, no problems. And then I get hit with a massive tax bill. More than half of the tax bill was uh, fees. As you can imagine, the IRS mm-hmm. is generous with the fees and the penalties. So I ended up hiring an attorney and getting somebody to help me. The attorney botched the case. I was putting in an offering compromise so I could settle the the debt with less, you know, less than what I owed. The attorney botched it. And I thought, this is very interesting. And as you could imagine, I had done a lot of clearing, a lot of belief work. And what happened was I was sitting there with a $164,000 tax bill. And I thought, all right, what what is going to happen? Because Mm -hmm. I don't know how I'm going to be able to pay this and take care of all the things that I take care of in my life. And I was in the shower and all of a sudden in my mind, I heard, you don't believe that you can receive help. You think that you have to do everything yourself. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. So I did some muscle testing in my favorite place to muscle test, the shower. <laughs> and I did some beliefs testing. I, I can receive from others. No, I can let people help me. No. 
it's safe for me to allow others to help me. No. So I went up and I did my little meditation technique and I changed the beliefs and I downloaded what it felt like from the perspective of source to allow others to help me, to allow others to support me. And in 48 hours, I ended up having a conversation with a client. I happened to mention to her, you know, what was going on with me and, you know, to be really careful when you're hiring an accountant. That's what we were talking about. Be really careful when you're hiring an accountant because this is what could happen. And she looked at me and she said, Erica, I, I want to pay off this debt for you. I'm going to pay it for you. Wow. Wow. So the tax debt got completely paid off by this amazing, generous client. And I'm telling you, I know without a doubt that that conversation and that outcome would not have happened if I had not cleared those beliefs. That's huge. I mean, that wasn't 20 bucks. That was a significant amount of money. Significant amount of money. Wow. I, I mean, I couldn't believe it, but it was, I mean, it was one of those pinch myself moments and it was amazing. And that, I mean, that was like a two day turnaround that that happened. That's incredible. <laughs> well, and I know you have many more examples from your clients, which thank you for sharing something uh, personal because it's, 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 it's really, it's really fascinating to hear. I want to make sure we have time for the clearing. So I want to get into that in a moment, but before we get into it, just curious if you, you're very tapped in, very intuitive. You, you talk to a lot of people and work with a lot of people, what you're feeling as a collective theme for this next year, 2023. I mean, one thing that I have found last year was about, and I talked about this in my releasing episode and everybody, if you missed that one, remember I always do a, a new year's series of episodes where it's one on releasing the past year and the, the second one's on calling in the new year. What I spoke about in that episode was how 2022 felt like a year of breaking circuits and rewiring patterns both on the subconscious level, but then on the, on the conscious level, noticing when you're in a pattern, just because it's habit, right? So sometimes something can be cleared. You've done all the healing work, clearing work, but you're just kind of still in the habit of, of doing something a certain way. And so for me last year was a lot, was seeing myself in the pattern and breaking the circuit and going, oh no, like we're not, we're not doing that anymore. That's just a habit. That's not actually what I want to be doing in this moment and having awareness of it. So I'm just curious, one, if you, if you're, you see that as a theme at all right now in the collective and, and two, what themes you're really feeling into for this next year? Yeah, absolutely. I think what I'm noticing as a trend and what I feel like is coming through for people is that we've been through so much in the past three years that people really want to have a deeply satisfying, truly authentic, real feeling life. And mm -hmm. that they're ready to really let go of things that no longer feel in alignment with who they really are. So there's so much here for me with people about really stepping into their creativity, really doing things that they've wanted to do for a long time, but maybe felt like they didn't have enough courage or they were anxious or can I really do it? It's sort of like, there's no time like the present. This is the time. This is the time to really step up. This is the time to make changes. This is the time to 
step into being non-apologetic about what I really want in my life and allowing myself to really receive that, to create it, to manifest it. That's what I'm noticing. It's sort of like a no BS perspective is what Mm -hmm. I'm seeing a lot of people who are coming in now to work with me, which is really exciting. That is exciting. Well, anything else you want to share before we get into the clearing for everyone? You know, I just want to share that no matter where you are in your life, it's never too late to make changes. It's a lifelong process to work with our mind. It's a lifelong process to really strive to embody who we really are. We're constantly learning more and more about ourselves and others. So if you feel like you haven't accomplished enough or you are judging yourself and thinking, I haven't done enough, or you're comparing your journey to what appears to be happening in other people's lives, especially through social media, just let that go Mm -hmm. and focus on really getting clear about where you are and what your next tiny step is moving toward what you want. That's really the most important thing. Never, ever give up and never work with anyone who says, I'm the only one who can help you or this modality is the only one that can help you. That's a big (laughs) warning sign. Work with whomever you feel drawn to. That's all I want to put out there. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. So share a little bit about what you're going to be doing for us. Yeah. So I thought we could do a little clearing to release anything from 2022 and see what needs to be downloaded to everyone for 2023. So I'm going to start with a little prayer of intention. I'm going to connect into the collective of your listeners and just see what needs to be shifted or adjusted, what needs to be cleared for everyone to really open everyone up to their highest and best in this new year. Amazing. I can't wait. Cool. So let's just start with a little prayer. I am going to invite everyone, just relax your body for a moment, close your eyes, take a nice deep breath, release it whenever you feel ready. I'm going to do exactly the same. I would like to call upon and invoke or bring forth the very highest vibration of source energy, which is love. To step into this clearing, I'd like to ask that all of the beings who are working with us, our guides, our guardian angels, our ancestral lineage, deceased loved ones who want to step forward and help and support us, that everyone is able to step forward and surround us with ease. I'd like to ask that I remain neutral and clear on behalf of our listeners today, and so it is. So the first thing I'm going to do is ask to connect my high self committee with listeners high self committee. And high self committee is just a term for the primary group of beings who are working with you. So I want to know how long will it take to apply the prep to work list to me, my high self listeners, their high self committees. Let's apply it now. And I want to just verify who I'm working with. I'm working with our high self committees. I want to know how many groups and beings on my high self. I have one group of two beings, which is ideal for most people. Now, for your listeners, a lot of you have too many beings on your high self committee, about 65% of you. So what we're going to do 
is ask for source to clear, remove, replace, elevate, educate your high self committees. We want to bring in new teams, clear to the highest levels of consciousness on my charts or even beyond. We want everyone to be at minimum size for maximum effect. And so now if we look at our listeners, they all have one group of two beings, which is perfect. Let's go ahead and download everyone working with us with all wisdom, light, knowledge, understanding, truth of the one universe, and the modalities that we're working with today. Let's take all bodies and minds that make up our souls, clear any negative or discordant programs. Let's make sure that all of our guardian angels, our spirit guides are at minimum size for maximum effect. And if we take a moment and look at everyone's physical body, their aura or electromagnetic field is the other way of saying that. I want to know if anyone listening has any openings, holes, rips, or tears in their energy field. You do. And this is sometimes created by having a lot of anxiety or fearfulness. There could be energies of rage that are there or even energies or feelings of injustice that sometimes can create a weakening in our energetic field. So what we're going to do is just clear and remove all of that for you now. And then let's take any discarnate separate entities or attachments connected to anyone. Let's release them. We want everybody's energy to be nice and clean so that I'm only clearing you. I'm not clearing any beings attached. Okay, good. Is that complete? Yep. And let's just look lowest level of consciousness for anyone on my high self committee. So if you're sitting in front of me live right now, what you'd see is I have a binder full of charts and I'm using a pendulum over the charts to locate the specific energies that are coming up. So what is the first thing that needs to be cleared for all of our podcast listeners? There's an energy here of victimization in life. So let's look at the root of where this comes from. We have victimization in life that comes from genetic lineage. It could be your mother's side, your father's side, or both. This is victimization programs or beliefs that you may have also picked up relative to a group or collective. And so for all of those layers or levels where victimization is being held, let's release it. Where is anyone running the belief that in order to learn and grow, they need to experience victimization? So we have infinites and infinites of reasons and levels. So let's clear it for everyone. And then where else is there victimization? No, what else needs to be cleared? Let's clear suffering. Let's clear energies of self-doubt, abuse of self through judgment, energies of anger held on self also rooted in judgment. While we're here, let's look at the community, Christine's podcast community. Let's look at the vows, vows of judgment that listeners are holding on themselves. What are we looking at? Thousands of vows related to judgment, vows related to suffering, vows related to poverty, and also energies of judgment that are blocking what areas of life, spirituality and faith, your creativity and your self-expression, career and work, money and income, security and resources, even health and fitness is all blocked by judgment. So let's release that now and let's clear all of the vows, the soul contracts, the oaths, the agreements that you're holding 
both individually as well as with others to run this judgment on yourself. Let's release it. Now, what we want to bring in instead of that, we want to download the energy of balance. Let's bring in patience, involvement with self and others, empowerment, supportiveness, energies of respect, and energies of order and orderly thinking. What else needs to be cleared for this group or community from 2022? Let's clear programs of exhaustion. Let's clear programs of avoidance, disappointment, energies of isolation, fear of illness, fear of disappointing others, and guilt. Anything else there? What is it that we need to bring in for everyone related to 2023? Let's download generosity towards self, freedom, freedom of expression, freedom in terms of authenticity, comfort, unconditional love. Let's download playfulness, creativity, relaxation, and determination. Let's download everyone with the positive belief statement, I respect myself. My life is a joy. I trust myself. Fun is an extension of source. Therefore, I am fun. I am grateful for divine restoration in my mind, my body, my financial affairs, and in all my relationships now. Anything else we need to clear or bring in for this community? Yeah, let's bring in empowerment, energies of self-forgiveness and playfulness. Where is there a block to playfulness for this community? So perception that if you're doing something that you would consider important, it needs to be serious and significant and dramatic. And really, it doesn't. So what do we need to do about that? Let's clear paranoia for everyone. Let's clear rejection of self, helplessness, and programs of loneliness. And then let's download involvement, energies of listening, humor and laughter, energies of patience, and also let's bring in creativity one more time. Any other blocks to creativity? Anything else this community needs in order to thrive for 2023? Yes. Let's go ahead and do a healing for all of the energy bodies and minds that make up the soul. Let's clear charts 10A through 32 in my binder. Let's apply re-encoding valve, which has a youthening effect on our physical bodies. Let's download the color gold, the color yellow, and let's bring in the color indigo. Anything else we need to clear or download? Is there something more to do? Christine, is there anything that you feel like I should clear for your community? Hmm. I definitely think a lot, uh, something that comes up a lot is around self-love. Mm -hmm. Like I know I should love and accept myself. Self-love and self-worth oh, yeah. are two biggies. That's great. So to what degree does this community believe that they're allowed to love themselves? That's zero percent. <laughs> and so where does that come from? 
So remember when I said allowed is usually related to lineage. So this is genetic lineage beliefs, um, first up mother's side, then father's side. So what do mother and father's side believe about self-love? That it's an energy of greed for importance, that it's an energy of ego, that there's more value in self-sacrifice. There's more value in appeasement. There's more value in self-doubt. There's more value in rejection of self. So what we want to do is clear that for everyone, because it's a misperception or misunderstanding about what self-love really is. So let's go ahead and let that go. And then let's clear any programs of having to appease others in order to be deemed lovable by an outside source. Let's clear unforgiveness of self and energies of separation from self in order to appease others. So typically what will happen is the mind will use things like guilt or self-pity or suffering as a way to kind of knock one's own awareness of their own needs, desires, knock that all out so that it's easier to stay focused on others. And so let's clear all savior, martyr, messiah, and guru programs for the community. And let's go ahead and download everyone's soul, everyone's lineage with all information, wisdom, light, and understanding regarding self-love, self-care, worthiness, why that's really important. And so what are we really bringing in to strengthen that? Let's download trusting self, energy of honesty with self, love of self, love of physical body, love of life. And let's bring in energies of self-respect, receiving, self-control, self-esteem, self-forgiveness, and self-preservation. So to what degree does this group, group or community now believe that they are allowed to love themselves? Now it's 100%. What about allowed to put their own needs first? 100%. What is that now? What is that considered now? Now that's considered self-respect, self-preservation, responsibility. Much better, much cleaner anything else that we need to look at. So let's just download the whole community with what's called the power symbol. This is a sacred geometry symbol that's been downloaded with all sorts of healing energies. We're gonna bring this in for everyone. And I'm just going to invite you all to take a nice deep breath, release it whenever you feel ready. And I just wanna ask Crater if there's anything related to physical body that we need to clear. Yeah, let's clear programs for everyone's lungs. Let's apply a spiritual healing to your lungs. Let's clear programs for your endocrine system. Apply a spiritual healing to the endocrine system. Let's take the regenerative aspect of the body, clean and clear it, check and charge it to full capacity. And then let's just download everyone with unconditional love. And then I want to apply what's called the mop-up list, like a whole laundry list of things that get cleared and cleaned up for you and your non-physical team. And then I'm just going to ask a few remaining questions. So does everyone in this community, does the group consciousness of the community agree that they're cleared? Does my high self committee agree? Does their high self committee agree? Is there anything coming up to be cleared that I've missed? Is there something 
more to do, anything remaining. And I just want to thank everyone working with us, bringing forth light, releasing any darkness, limitation, or fear. And so it is. That felt good. Thank you. You're so welcome. My pleasure. Mm. If people, well, there's a couple things. I know you have a retreat coming up, so we'll talk about that. But I also want to talk about if people want an individual session with you, um, what that looks like and how they can reach out to you. Yeah. So if anybody is interested in an individual session, you would just go to my website, which is ericaalora.com. And there's a services page where you can look at the different things that I offer and you'll be able to do it all right from the website and book in on the website. And then I, you would just, you could just leave a note when you're booking the appointment, what you're interested in. And if you're not sure, that's okay too. If you show up and you're not really sure what needs to be cleared, I'll be able to ask some questions and we'll be able to hone in on that. So don't worry about it if you don't feel like you know everything that you want to shift. Um, I also have, um, yes, the Abundance Retreat is coming up, which is so exciting. This is going to be my first live retreat. I'm super excited oh, about wow. it. We're doing it uh, February 10th, 11th, and 12th in uh, Colorado Springs at the Garden of the Gods Resort. And we are going to teach everyone how to muscle test their beliefs. We're going to do group clearing. We're going to do individual clearing. I really want to teach people how to be able to access the subconscious mind so that we get real change. So instead of it being about positive thinking or doing a vision board or just making your list of what you want, we're going to dig in there and really find out what is blocking your abundance so that when you leave, you feel like a totally new, improved version of yourself. Oh, so I'm very Where yeah. do people find out about that? So you can go to my website. Um, you can reach out to my assistant, Nicole, and ask her about the retreat, and she'll send you the link um, and all of the information uh, we're working on. She was just working on the webpage uh, to go live. So that would just be much easier for everybody to find the info. So that should be up as well. Okay. That's so cool. Oh, so fun. Um, if I wasn't nursing my babe, I'd, I'd consider coming out for that because that just sounds amazing. It's going to be really, really fun. I'm so looking forward to it. And the only other thing that I just wanted to put out there is that I also have a membership community. So if you feel like you're just not able to work with me one-on-one, uh, -on -one, but you really want to still receive healing. I have a membership community called The Womb, and it's uh, we do monthly live full moon clearings. I do a weekly clearing for everyone in the community. Uh, we just started a Facebook group for the community so that we would have an even better way of communicating with everyone and create more of a community feeling. So you're always welcome to join us in the womb membership community as well. Great. So many great options for people. Well, thank you, Erica. Thank you for the clearing. Thank you for who you've been in my life over the years. And I look forward to continuing to, to clear and, and yeah, just clear, <laughs> clear and elevate and all the things it's been so, thank you so much. Oh. oh my gosh. It is 
It's wonderful to, you know, work with you, to work with your community. You have some of the most amazing people in your community. They are some of my now favorite clients. I just love working with your community. So thank you for the gift of bringing me back. This is wonderful. Yeah, well, I love my community too. It's pretty cool. (laughs) It's a pretty cool group. It really, really is. All right, Erica, thank you so much. You're welcome. Happy 2023.